0: Hello, hello. Hi. Hi, everybody. This is episode seven of Midnight Movie Gang. Um, my name is LC. My pronouns are he/him.
1: I'm Courtney. They/them.
0: Yep. And uh, yeah, this is a podcast where we talk about um, movies, uh, usually like cult cinema stuff. This is more of a mainstream, mainstream movie we're talking about today, but it's mm-hmm. it's it ain't a Star Wars and a Marvel. It's it's a separate thing. Um, today uh, we're mostly going to be talking about um, the new prequel to the um, Hunger Games uh, saga quadrilogy um, movie, uh, Hunger Games: The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Songbird, yeah, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes.
1: It's a really long title. Yeah,
0: it's way too long. Um, it's uh, it's also it's based off a book of the same name. Yep, um, by
1: Suzanne Collins. By Suzanne Collins, the
0: queen. Yep. Um, and it's directed by Francis Lawrence, who I believe <coughs> directed every other Hunger Games movie except for the very first one. Mm. Um, so yeah, he came back. Um, but uh, yes, now we're going to talk about that. Before we talk about that, though, uh, do you want to talk about these? Uh, what we're drinking tonight?
1: Yeah, <clears throat> so I'm really excited. Uh, we have Swiss Miss Hot Chocolate today, mm-hmm. and um, when I went to Target yesterday, this isn't a Target ad. A Target should sponsor me, but <laughs> they don't. Um, they had uh, Santa mugs, mm-hmm. and so I was really excited to grab these. Uh, I got you a black Santa and me a white Santa. Because
0: I'm black. And, and I am white. is white.
1: Black dot white. Yes. So, um, so and the
0: black and white Santa mugs. Right.
1: So they match... And they are us. Um, and I was very excited to pick them up for us. They were only five dollars each. Yeah. Really cheap.
0: Wow. Um they're pretty good mugs. And they're for good that mugs. mugs. Yeah.
1: They're really cute.
0: They're really cute. They hold a lot of volume. They're yeah easy they got a big I like a big handle cuz i got yeah. big hands
1: yeah it's a big, handle. This is
0: a big old handle also
1: the santas on them are really cute like the, the both santas have like closed eyes and very yeah. rosy cheeks exactly um pinnacle santa and i find in my opinion most of the time santa merch is pretty creepy mm-hmm. but these santas are adorable yeah um but anyway yeah i was very 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 excited to find these and pick these up for us because i love one thing about me is I love when Elsie and I have matching things mm-hmm. and this is perfect.
0: Yeah, we got the matching pajama bottoms. Yep. Both of which We have were,
1: matching Crocs.
0: You do have matching Crocs.
1: That are also black and white.
0: We have got some matching pants now. We got some some Walmart yeah. jogger pants. Yeah. There's some with uh, we call them with rocket pockets. Yeah. We call them cuz they got room for rocks.
1: The, the people are getting lots of Courtney and Elsie lore. Exactly. Today.
0: Yeah, you're all about them rocks. Yeah, yeah. You're I am. a big rocker. You love rocks. And I'm, I don't know. I you've made me fall more in love with animals than with rocks. That's true. We recently realized that we want snakes. Yeah. As pets. Yeah. We're going to own snakes down the line. But speaking of snakes, snakes. Snakes. Songbirds. The
1: Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes.
0: And snakes, yeah. Um before we get to this movie specifically, um babe, so you yes. you've read all of the Hunger Games books except for this, Except for this one. The prequel book. Um, for people out there who might not know what The Hunger Games is, like as a concept, like if someone's yeah. like, what are, what, what are them Hunger Games movies even about? Uh, what would you tell them?
1: Well, I would first say that um, it was uh, first a trilogy written by Suzanne Collins, who also wrote this uh, prequel as well, obviously. Um, I read these books in middle school. I think I think I was in middle school, and I was obsessed with them.
0: I remember around middle school time is when people started,
1: and I was obsessed (coughs) with them. I was one of those people who was like, I was just a kid who loved the Hunger Games, loved when all the movies came out. I saw all the movies in theaters; like it was a big (laughs) deal for me. Um, But anyway, the Hunger Games, the original trilogy is about Katniss Everdeen, um, who she's the protagonist. She lives in District Twelve. There are twelve districts. uh, It's the future. There are 12 districts plus the plus the capital, um, in a fictional future country called Panem, which is like loosely based on North America. Um, and basically, the capital controls all 12 of the districts. There was a really big war that you know of when you in the um, in the Hunger Games uh, that happened before the uh, events of the Hunger Games. And then basically the capital decided on making these games to basically show the districts what they can do to their people. Mm-hmm. And so every year, um, two kids, a boy and a girl from each um, district is reaped into the Hunger Games. And then they have to fight to the death and there's only one winner. Mm-hmm. And so Katniss Everdeen takes the place of her sister, Prim, when Prim is chosen for mm-hmm. the Hunger Games, name picked out of a hat. Right, it's yeah. like that kind of deal. Um, and she is picked. Um, she she, Prim was picked, and then Katniss goes in uh, on her behalf, her and place. then um, the boy from District Twelve is Peter Mullark. He's a baker, baker's kid. Um, and basically they go through the Hunger Games, and they both win, kind of, because they, like, throughout the, the games, like, they're supposed to, like, pretend fall in love, and they actually do fall in love, and yeah. then they, like, they make it to the end of the games, and yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um.
0: Did you did you uh, mention that they have to fight to the death? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the
1: kids fight to the death, and it's, like, a whole, like, dystopian thing, and um, throughout the trilogy, you're following Peeta and Katniss. They go through a second round of Hunger Games and survive, and then they're um, building up the resistance in the third um, mm-hmm. book slash movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like a dystopian young adult novel series. Um, and then this is the new prequel, which is about uh, President Snow when he was 18-ish. Mm-hmm. yeah like 18 17 20. maybe
0: yeah i think i feel like i read somewhere that he was uh, 20 years old but I could be wrong and that the i feel
1: like he must be younger than that because he f- falls in love with her and she's a child has to be a child that's a good
0: point so he's yeah. probably
1: he must be like 17 yeah well yeah cuz he he's trying to be picked for the school
0: mm-hmm. oh yeah the so college so he's like trying to go yeah. to
1: college yeah
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, like, in in evil capital high school. Yeah. But you give a sense of the time frame between when, like, when these movies take place in the range of each other. The first Hunger Games book slash I've only seen the movies, personally. um, Which, by the way, so I remember when people were talking about the Hunger Games when I was in middle school, like, before the movies came out. And I remember, like my English teacher was dressed as Effie Trinket for Halloween oh, one year. So cool. And I'm like, oh, what's your costume? She's like, oh, Effie Trinket from Hunger Games. I'm like, oh, Hunger Games, what's that? Like, all oh, these books, you gotta read them. But nobody told me what they were about. Oh. Like, I didn't know the premise. I feel
1: like you would've liked them.
0: Yeah, no, if somebody had told me that, like, yeah, a bunch of kids go into an arena and they Fight each other to death. I'd be like badass.
1: And they're not super. The first three. I think this book is longer. I haven't read it yet. I do want to read it, but I kind of want to reread all of the, the Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the books are not like crazy long, either.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. I know you're not like a big reader. No. Um, I'll listen to the. You audiobooks. should. You should. Yeah, you should. Because mm-hmm. they're really good.
0: Yeah. This movie definitely made me like. <sighs> since watching this movie, I've watched some like. Breakdown videos and some like lore videos of the world, and it's pretty cool. Um, um but
1: do you want to uh go over the synopsis of this one?
0: Yeah, in in yes, in a second, I just uh want to say real quick in terms of when these movies are take oh, place within line. each other. So Katniss's Hunger Games and the like original movies trilogy with Jennifer Lawrence all takes place the first movie takes place during the seventy fourth Hunger Games. Yes. And the second one's the seventy fifth. This new movie here about a songbird and snakes takes place during the tenth Hunger Games, right? So it's um, sixty-five, sixty-four years before right. the events of this movie. So yeah, so we can we can talk about this one now. So like, what's yeah. this one about?
1: I want you to do the synopsis for this. one.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Um. So this one, um, this new Hunger Games about a songbird and snakes. Uh, the main character in this movie, um, is a young, uh, anus, eh, anus, uh, Snow. Coriolanus. Um, Coriolanus. Right. Coriolanus. Yeah, It still says anus. It still doesn't spell it out.
1: Coriolanus.
0: Coriolanus No, the Young President Snow, um, who, at this point, uh, he is kind of a student in the capital. His family um, was a very rich and powerful family before the events of the story, but <clears throat> I forget if they tell us exactly how they lost their money, but like... The, um, uh, his father dies like when he's young, when he's a kid, and his. I think it's from the war. <clears throat> from just like, like they just lost their money in the war through. Well, because
1: I think the, um, I'm pretty sure that the the father dies in the first rebellion, yeah, mm-hmm. with the districts, yeah. So.
0: And that kind of led to his family losing their power and wealth. Yeah. Yeah. So because
1: r- remember, so this is the tenth Hunger Games, so. Uh, President Snow was alive during the first Hunger Games. He was just a child. Mm-hmm. And so he was alive during pre-districts time. Mm-hmm. Like he was alive during like the, the rebellion time before the Hunger Games started. Yes. And then that is how his father dies and how presumably how they lose all their money, which is why he is so... um later on when he's a a full adult he's like so gung-ho with the hunger games yeah
0: why he's so about it yeah i feel like throughout this movie he he never really becomes not about it as a concept but we'll we'll get there um but yeah basically so it starts out um yeah so we see him as a kid his father dies his family loses their wealth and power we kind of skip to him being about 18 years old he's about to graduate capital high school um, and he's living with his cousin, um, Tigress, played by Hunter Shaver. Sister. Sister?
1: I thought they were sisters.
0: I'm pretty sure they say uh, Tigress Snow El- Coriolanus' older cousin and confidant. Oh. Yeah. Okay. They're cousins. Um, yeah, so cousin, and then I believe his grandmother, um, who uh, she's like not all there. Like she, you can tell she's, you know.
1: Yeah, the, the, the Tigress and him are taking care of her.
0: Yeah. Um, they live in this apartment, which it's, it's a pretty big apartment, this place they got, like it's, it's, but it's, you know, it's not like super brand new, like some of the, you know, the uh, paint on the walls peeling and mm-hmm. like, you know, some appliances, you know, don't work and stuff, but you know, they're, they're kind of scraping, kind of just kind of scraping by trying to get together. And, uh, Coriolanus, um, is, uh, about to graduate from Capitol High School and he wants to get this scholarship called the Plinth Prize, um. To go to like you know a university i don't i think they call it capital university
1: yeah it's something
0: yeah ba- basically like the students like with the the best student at this point the best student gets the plinth prize um and then at their kind of graduation ceremony it's revealed that um there isn't going to be like there's an additional thing to get the plinth prize this right, year. right it's
1: not just based on grades
0: yeah um it involves Basically this is going to be the first Hunger Games where the um, the tributes are given um, are given mentors to try to guide them through not just through surviving the games, but also just like through um, trying to make it more of a show and make to it make like make
1: them more of a spectacle.
0: Make them more of a spectacle and make it more of a media and the how you get the plinth prize this time around is you have to like whoever makes their tribute the best show And the best spectacle will get the plinth prize. So, um, so Coriolanus uh, is chosen to be is chosen to mentor uh, this um, this young woman from District Twelve named Lucy Gray. She's not from District Twelve. She just like lives there. Yeah a little bit lost she was
1: a traveling her family was like they were like traveling musicians and Mm -hmm. when the districts got locked down her family got stuck in district 12 and they wouldn't let her family move so she has been transplanted to district 12 yes um and her mom died and so now it's just her yeah uh but Uh. she the whole reason why they're doing this with the um students at the like we're calling it, like, Capital High School, but it's, mm-hmm. like, it's like for the best and brightest. Like, yeah. it's its its own version of the Hunger Games, really, where it's, yeah. like, these kids are competing for, like, the top spot. Um, <clears throat> and Coriolanus has been lying this whole time, pretending he himself is as rich as everyone else there yeah. is part of it, too. Like, all of his classmates think that they're on, that he's on their level when he's really not. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
0: Like, Tigress is making, like, kind of patchwork clothes for him yeah. to, like, try to pretend it's new stuff when really, right. you know, it's secondhand. Yeah
1: um so he's supposed to mentor lucy gray and it's not about if you're it's not necessarily about if your um tribute tribute lives <clears throat> it's about like the show like you said
0: Mm-hmm. yeah um but yeah then basically from that point on um he starts to form like you know this relationship with lucy gray um she's a musician she's a singer she's a performer mm-hmm. and from the jump she like is already making a kind of a big show of herself yeah. like already like she um, like uh, puts a snake down uh, the mayor's daughter's like back Yep. as she runs up to the stage and like you know the guard hits her and she starts singing and like right. you know and bows to the audience and, like defiance mm-hmm. <clears throat> of the whole thing you know Um, and I really loved in this movie how like how shitty the tributes were tr- Like seeing how shitty the tri- tributes were treated yeah. from the jump yeah. At this point cuz in the old movie or like you know in Katniss's timeline, yeah. you know, the tributes leading up to the Hunger Games are kind of given the all-star treatment.
1: Right. Like because it's more like a it's <clears throat> more in the in the the Hunger Games in Katniss's time have become more like reality TV, like starstruck reality TV mm-hmm. versus Back when the Hunger Games first started, it was like, we torture them from the get. Yeah,
0: they're like gladiator slaves, pretty much. Right. Like, it's-
1: like, they're put in a... In the beginning, they're put... All of the tributes in this one are put in a... Like, basically, they call it the zoo, mm-hmm. and it's just like a caged area yeah. where they wait for the Hunger Games to
0: start. And people can, like, look at them, throw yeah. shit at them. Yeah, They're not even... They're wearing... When the Hunger Games starts, they're wearing the same clothes they were reaped in.
1: Right. They. Yeah, That and that's different, obviously, than, like... You know, the Hunger Games. Obviously, I, uh, I after watching this, definitely don't think you should see this one before seeing the originals. Mm. Um, I guess you could get away with just seeing the first Hunger Games movie. Yeah. But you at least need that, I feel like, to get the context. Mm-hmm. Um, because this movie, and I'm assuming the book, kind of rely on you knowing some of the things about the Hunger Games and how yeah. it works.
0: Yeah, a little bit. I mean, there's a brief explanation in this movie as to um as to exactly what the Hunger Games is like when Peter Dinklage, which oh, our man. I love him. Peter Dinklage when he shows up who in this movie he plays the guy who basically created the Hunger Games like him with the idea of yeah. it. Um, you know, he uh he comes in drinking and then you know, he explains basically, you know, every year, you know, right uh, tw- you know, 12 kids from each, or 24, two kids from each district are brought in. Right. Um, but, yeah, no, it definitely, this movie definitely hits harder when you know what's coming. Right. Um. And, uh, I mean, a lot of what I loved about this movie is just seeing the seeds of how we get to the point that we know. Right, and that's, you know?
1: that is one thing I really like about it, too. Because, yeah, when Katniss is uh, reaped for the Hunger Games... And she's transported, she gets Hamich as her mentor, and she's transported, um, she's transported to the capital in, like, the fast tr- train, like, the monorail train, and she's given all new clothes all the time, she's in a different outfit every time she's seen <coughs> publicly. I, I really, it was cool seeing how, like, basically, Coriolanus Snow builds, the spectacle that we then get to 65 years later Mm -hmm. with Katniss. Um, And that was, like, kind of the whole thing is uh, the reason why they wanted the kids to be mentors um, to the tributes starting in this year was because people started to not care as much about the games and, like, people were losing interest in the games because it was just, like, brutal shit and then it was over um, every year. But they wanted to make it... the game makers wanted to make it more exciting Mm -hmm. basically for viewers
0: yeah because people stopped watching right
1: because like and and they talk about it directly in this movie where Coriolanus was like you need to get people to care about these people and like Mm. we see that a lot with Katniss and Peta. how there's a whole mythology built up about their relationship like from the get Effie and Haymitch are like we're building a narrative about you to Mm -hmm. make it so that people like see you as these star-crossed lovers and like are cheering for you because that's the way you get donations that's the way you get gifts that's the way that like you make it in the games and also the way that you can make the biggest impact in a rebellion type way Mm -hmm. um and that that whole concept was basically built by Coriolanus because before him the games were just quick brutal
0: like kids died that was it yeah, like go home. We're dropping you in a big concrete circle,
1: right? And then you're gonna fight to the death, and then that's it. It ends in like 15 minutes.
0: Yeah, exactly. How? Yeah, I was. It was crazy how like quick they expected the games to go in, in this particular movie because the because the OG,
1: it's days.
0: Yeah, no, in, in yeah, in Katniss's timeline, it's like multiple days of the Hunger Games were expected to go. Um, whereas in this, you know, you see um, Lucky Flickerman, like you know, looking at his clock, like, "Oh, I'm gonna have to cancel my dinner reservation."
1: Right, because he literally thought it was gonna take an hour, because it usually does.
0: Exactly. Um, um another factor <laughs> with that too in this movie is that the arena, pretty early on, like it's it's destroyed, and this is pretty cool. It's like, um, the uh, the rebels, um, like blow up the arena. Um,
1: th- or they say they did.
0: Or yeah, oh, that's yeah, that's what they claim. As far as like, it could just be, I guess it is insinuated that's propaganda. Yeah. Thing in order to do that. Um, and yeah, leading up to The Hunger Games, which basically... This, this movie's pretty long. It's almost three hours. Yeah. It's like two hours and 40-something minutes. The first act is, yeah, setting it up Coriolanus, him and Lucy Gray kind of getting to know each other, setting up, um, and then seeing how uh, the other um, students from the Capitol High School are trying to mentor these kids.
1: Yeah, because they have no basis to go on. And yeah. also we know later on <coughs> mentors are survivors like Haymitch yeah. did the games
0: exactly from but in,
1: it's not like that
0: yeah in the Katniss timeline it's like the survivors from at least one we don't know if it's more but it's victors from your district are your trainers yeah at this point there hasn't been enough Hunger Games for it to even get there though. right so yeah that totally makes sense
1: also they mention in this movie that it's the, o- the only people that ever win are Districts 2 and 3. Mm-hmm. 1, 2, and 3. Because those are the districts that have the biggest hand in, like, making the arena and stuff. Mm-hmm. Because at this point, the Capitol doesn't have the same infrastructure that they have later, when Katniss is alive. Like, during Katniss's time period. Because during Katniss's time period, the Capitol has a shit ton of money. Mm-hmm. And a shit ton of resources. And a million game makers. Like, in in this movie, there's only one real game maker, yeah. and it's Viola Davis's character, who's like... What's her name? Dr. something.
0: um, Dr. Gall or something?
1: Yeah. She was cool as fuck.
0: Vo, uh, Volumina Gall. Yeah. She was crazy. She was cool. She was like a e- crazy evil scientist lady. But she was a lot of fun.
1: usually, like in, in Katniss's timeline, there's like a lot of game makers. They're all in that room together. Mm-hmm.
0: They're in the big room. There's one head game maker. Yeah. Which... Boy, uh, uh, Plutarch and Catching Fire. Um, yeah, no, yeah, in, at this point, they're just like, yeah, there are just not a whole lot of resources devoted to the Hunger Games. Like, right. it's real, it's, I love the experimental kind of lo-fi, yeah, we're still figuring it out kind of vibe. That's in this, which you know, it, it's fucked up to say just in terms of like how messed up it is, but yeah. like, it's, it's really interesting.
1: Well, it's cool when you compare it to the, the OG Hunger Games because. In by the time that Katniss is in the Hunger Games, they've had 60 years to figure it out Mm -hmm. and they figured it out really well. And they they know what sells now, and like they're able to have all of these resources go to it. It's like it's like the Super Bowl, Mm -hmm. like if you compare the Super Bowl now versus like I don't know, like the third Super Bowl, Mm -hmm. like the resources are unimaginable, exactly. And it's literally like that.
0: Mm-hmm. It's down to a science at this point. Yeah. Earlier, I was gonna, I was uh, gonna compare it to the Oscars, as far as like you need, like we need to up the ante to <laughs> right. make people watch. Right. Right. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, it. So we, we do the Hunger Games. Um, the Hunger Games happen. Um, it's the whole second act of the movie, pretty yeah. much. Like it's divided. That first act is, um, you know, the setup, you get to no, know. Then it's the Hunger Games, and then after the Hunger Games happen. Um, which spoiler alert? I guess we're we're just yeah we we always have,
1: talk about the y- whole movie. Yeah,
0: have an open discussion. Uh, Lucy Gray wins the Hunger Games. Technically, um, Snow helps her cheat through a couple of various means. Yeah. Um. Uh. Mainly through like they set up earlier in the movie that there are these snakes, this like giant, giant container of snakes, this
1: big vat of rainbow iridescent snakes, of, of
0: pretty pretty snakes. Um, which it's, it's check off snakes. Yeah. Because, um, Viola Davis is like, yeah, these snakes, um, they'll attack you if they don't know you, but if they, if they recognize your scent, you know, and they're familiar with you, then they'll be chill. Yeah. Um, so, uh, snow puts, um, he sneaks in like a, it's like a handkerchief, right? Yeah. It's
1: his dad's handkerchief that he had given Lucy Gray.
0: Yeah. So it has her scent on her. Mm -hmm. So the snakes are all familiar with her scent. So when the snakes get dropped into the arena, um they they don't attack Lucy Gray. Yeah,
1: they attack everyone else.
0: <laughs> exactly. Um so she she wins. Um and then the whole third act of this movie is basically like um Snow gets found out by Peter Dinklage that he cheated.
1: Yeah, because he did the handkerchief thing, and then he also gave her his mom's compact filled yeah. with rat poison powder. Yes, and she sprinkled that into some water, and then also on another tribute. Yeah, and so, it caused them to die.
0: Exactly. Yeah, which uh, one one the person drank the water she didn't want. to die. That was,
1: was really upsetting. The
0: tuberculosis girl.
1: Yeah, she was so, like she was the second youngest, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah the the tributes in this movie it was so sad because like I, I feel like. You know, in in the the OG Hunger, so I feel like a lot of the tributes that we saw in the seventy in Katniss's Hunger Games from the first movie um, were kids who, for the most part, had like trained for this.
1: Yeah, you know? I mean there, the exception is Rue. And
0: Rue, of course, yeah. But, but you need
1: the motivation of Rue dying. Yeah. In order to like that that motivates Katniss. Like she's she's a plot
0: tool. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, but
1: with the exception of Rue, yeah, it's like the rest of them are like, quote unquote, capable teenagers. Yeah.
0: Or at least I feel like the ones that you f- they focused on in the first movie, like it was like the kids from District 1 and 2. Yeah. Were seen as the real threats. Um, and it's, it, you don't get, I feel like in that first movie, you don't get like as much of the innocence. Yeah. Aside from Rue. Yeah. in terms of these tributes cuz like a lot of these tributes like one kid doesn't have an arm and like
1: one of know, them's dying of rabies. One of them's
0: dying of rabies. You know there's one like a little girl who like doesn't understand what's going on really. Yeah. You know, um and uh fucking and then in Catching Fire obviously they're all adults because it's the previous.
1: But that one I would argue yeah. that Catching Fire has more sad ones. Oh, because like, like sad the... tributes than the OG because Mags in that one, stuff. yeah, cuz In Catching Fire, it's, like, double not fair because the Capitol just decides that they want it to be, like, a victor's Hunger Games. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, like, makes it all double not fair because these are already, like, the most traumatized people who have survived the Hunger Games at least once. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Extra super not fair.
1: But, yeah, the the tributes in this one were really sad. There was the sick girl and there was the... um, the tribute that was also from 12 with Lucy Gray mm-hmm. who he um Protect her from bats. had protected her from bats on the transport train and got bit and he had rabies mm-hmm. which was like a whole thing and was really sad but yeah that was another aspect of like how the games have, were not technical at all like they had like sick children yeah. like the some of the children were ill brought in versus like in the in like Katniss's crew everyone's at least physically fine
0: mm-hmm. and beforehand they're like given the, the training yeah. and, like, the best tools and, like, their health is monitored. Right. Like, you know, like, they they get prepped before going into the games, like, as much as, you know, is allowed. Where in this movie, it's literally, like, they're just thrown in.
1: Right, like, there's a girl that, like, the implication is she has tuberculosis. Yeah. Like, fully just, like, coughing her ass off the whole game.
0: Just coughing that movie. She lasted longer in the games than I expected. Her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I guess people, I guess, uh, the other contestants, uh, yeah, the other tribes were going for the bigger threats at first i guess
1: right and a lot of them hated lucy gray so they yeah. were like ganging up on her
0: went up on her yeah the uh i was really scared of the i forget her name uh, the character, but uh, the the ginger girl who um, yeah. the red hair girl who she who, she was like
1: the ringleader of the group
0: she was leading like the pack in yeah. the games yeah she was really scary
1: she was um, do but- you want to describe what was hap- what happens in the third act
0: oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so the um <clears throat> The third act of this movie deals with uh, what happens to Snow after he's found out it's found out that he helped Lucy Gray cheat, or he cheated for her, I guess. Yeah. Um, he gets banished to uh, as to basically be um, peacemaker. A peacemaker. I was gonna say peacekeeper. Uh, peacemaker. It- I think it's peacekeeper. Pe- I think it is peacekeeper. Because keep-
1: it's game maker, peacekeeper.
0: Jessup um, develops. I got the, the Wikipedia page open. <laughs> For anybody who wants to do a podcast on like movies or whatever, Wikipedia is such a useful tool. Peacekeeper. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, he gets sent uh, to basically be a peacekeeper, grunt, soldier, stormtrooper man in District Twelve. Um, and he gets sent along with his buddy, Um, Sejanus, who, I Sejanus Plinth, who's um a- another student in. Bitch. Yeah, he's a, uh, yeah. <laughs> a punk at like. Like he's another student in the Hunger Games, and here's the thing, he's everything he's saying is true as far as like so this character is like, openly from when you first meet him, super anti Hunger Games, which I agree with. Yeah, like but
1: he also like his money comes from them.
0: Yeah, like his I, I think it's like his his yeah his father donates money to the games or whatever. Right.
1: He's like, he's like every rich liberal arts student you've ever met, mm-hmm. where it's like, he says eat the rich but not my family.
0: Yeah. And then he also just doesn't actively do... Like, he has the power and the influence to actually be able to take a stand and do something. But and he like, doesn't. You know, he doesn't because, like, it, well, it's hard. Right, it's you know? hard, and it would it yeah. would hurt. He, so he doesn't. He volunteers to be a peacekeeper with um, with Snow to go out to District 12. And, you know, he's doing so. He's like, I'll be more useful on the ground being a medic. Here I can actually help people, you know, because it's like... It, it's just because, like, that's just the instant thing. That's something that anybody can do. You know what I mean? As far as, like... Or at least anybody with able body. It's just, like... um, But, yeah, he has the influence, the power. He has the family, you know, name to be able to do something. And he just... Uh, he's annoying character.
1: Yeah, he just doesn't do anything. Because, like, while I normally would agree with him politically as far as, like, yeah, let's not have the Hunger Games. Let's, like, treat people with respect and kindness and whatever. Like, yeah, I agree with all of that. But he... He's, you know why? It's because he's a liberal, not a leftist. Yeah. That's the problem, is that he doesn't want to use his own family money for good. Because at the end of the day, he's still going to be loyal to whatever gives him, like, a nice apartment. hmm And, like, he's not willing to do any of the groundwork that it would actually take to uplift, to, like, change the system. Because that would be hard for him. And it also would mean that his daddy would cut him off from the family fortune, which, mm-hmm. like, he wouldn't stand by. hmm but, yeah, when Sir Janus goes to District 12 with Snow, he's like, "Yo, yeah, I'll be a medic and, like, things will be great. And then that's not at all what being a peacekeeper is. Like, mm-hmm. being a peacekeeper is like... You're a cop. You're a cop. Yeah. And cops are bad. And he all he does is stand there with a gun while people are hanged at the hanging tree.
0: hmm
1: And, like, he tries to conspire with some people and then gets them killed. Mm-hmm. And,
0: and freaks out about and it. And
1: freaks out about it because he's a bitch. I didn't think anyone was gonna get hurt. Well, and that's the thing too is he's not like helping anyone by doing this shit, but he thinks he is. Um, but yeah.
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, so Janus and Snow uh, get sent out to District Twelve. Uh, he runs into Lucy Gray, um, who uh, sees her at, a, at this like bar, pub, venue, performing yeah. in District Twelve. Um, Snow does and um, they basically at this point in the movie kind of just begin to begin their relationship and this is crazy because it's like in this is the (coughs) third and final act of the movie Yeah, you know is them kind of like you know starting to fall for each other a bit more um, and you know they kind of want to like they want to have a life together you know Um, obviously yes uh, Snow um, interrupts a meeting between uh, Sejanus, and some rebels, which one of the people, like, people, you know, some people doing rebellion activity, including the mayor's daughter. Yep. Uh, Snow ends up shooting the mayor's daughter, like, she's, like, trying to run away, and t- like, there's, like, a a spat, like, a relationship yeah. thing with, like, some people, um, and basically Snow ends up killing some people um, and gets involved with it, and him and Lucy uh, go on, the- Lucy Gray go on the run, um, but not before he records a conversation snow does that he and serjanus um have about the rebellions and serjanus like helping the rebels or, or he's gonna try to like sneak some people out of panem i think is what they're talking about yeah. uh like sneak some people away um and snow records it and sends it to uh viola davis pretty mm-hmm. much because uh, he's a snitch
1: because he's a snitch bitch narcass.
0: yep um And basically, yeah, while him and Lucy Gray – we'll talk a little bit more about theories about the ending, Mm -hmm. but there are some parts to me that kind of, like, felt a little unclear as far as, like, him and Lucy Gray have run away, they're in this cabin, and then Lucy says that she's going out to – she says she's going out to get some food, right, or – uh, yeah, she's
1: going to pick the catnus, yeah, the catnus plants.
0: Yeah, the catnus plants for some food, and she's like, "I'll be back in a minute." And, and then,
1: he's like, "But I thought they weren't ripe," and like, he's yeah, like suspicious of it, her.
0: And he's like, "Seems kind of sus. Are you really coming back?" And then, um, yeah, she doesn't come back, so he goes out to look for her with a gun, um, and he starts getting all in incelly, uh, yeah. yelling, um, and he thinks he sees her in the woods. And this is the point in the movie where I, I kind of want to talk about this, yeah, this now. So our, uh we? We saw this uh, at a uh, this movie in theaters on Friday, and we had a really funny experience uh, watching this movie. So during this scene, this like really pivotal tense scene where he thinks he's like he he's got his gun cocked and he thinks that he sees Lucy Gray out in the woods. Yeah, the screen just went black. Yeah, in the theater.
1: So we thought that the like. I thought for the first five seconds that the movie was over, yeah, and that the I thought it was like roll credits, you yeah. know, and you're just supposed to assume that he killed her, yeah, and then that's it, yeah. But then the screen just stayed black for a while, yeah. and people got confused in the theater for like
0: five minutes. My favorite was the dude behind us who was like, so he becomes President Snow, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: um, but then like a couple of people went to go get like a worker, and they told us that we could move theaters, but there yeah. weren't any assigned seating.
0: There was a power. There was a power outage in our screen um and they asked us to move to different theater and it, yeah and that there was no assigned seatings and it felt like the Hunger Games Yeah
1: cuz we had to run to the next theater We
0: had to run to the next theater with our snacks and we were going Yeah um and yeah no it was it was really funny um I <laughs> yeah I thought something bad was going to happen at first. I know
1: I yeah when the when the pause kept happening I was like are we going to die here <laughs> I was like what's going on
0: what's yeah um Cuz we
1: live in America
0: Exactly yeah but um no, when they resumed... The, oh, yeah, and then when we got to the theater, there wasn't enough seats for everybody.
1: Yeah, so they had to do a third theater.
0: Yeah, but we got them good seats. We, we got the recliner seats. We did. Which was nice. Um. Anyway, so after the movie resumed, um, yeah, so uh, the jays all start singing uh, the Hanging Tree song, uh, the Rachel Zegler rendition of the Hanging Tree song, and Snow starts shooting at all the Mockingjays and stuff. Um, and then, basically, uh, he goes back to Viola Davis, and she... Um, basically says like yeah we're we're paying for your college and um, yeah
1: because uh, he won the pl- plinth
0: he won the pl- the plinth prize yeah um, and uh, she's like hey, I'm gonna take you under my wing to basically you know g- get get you ready for big political things in the capital because um, throughout the whole movie basically he he um, starts like planting these ideas about like what the Hunger Games could be and what yeah. we know they eventually become. And the movie ends with him uh, talking to uh, Peter Dinklage's character, who what's his? It's like High Bottom or something. Yeah, I don't.
1: When I when we're in theaters, it doesn't have um, subtitles, so I like can't tell what things actually are.
0: Exactly, I can't remember exactly. Yeah, Uh, Casca High Bottom, Peter Dinklage's character, Um, and Peter Dinklage reveals to Snow that his father was the one who like really implemented the Hunger Games. Like Peter Dinklage. He, he was basically like, Yeah, I kind of like came up with the Hunger Games as a joke or like, like a
1: drunk joke, a joke between or, friends
0: or like a thought problem between friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then your father went and like took it seriously. Right. And like made them happen. And yeah. the whole
1: time, the whole movie, it's very clear that he hates Snow. You like he, mm-hmm. like he keeps telling him that he's like out for him and he won't let him get the plinth prize and stuff. Yeah. And then at the end, it's revealed that it's because his father literally implemented the games and. What's his name?
0: Uh the, the character? The character, yeah. Uh Kaska High Highbottom.
1: Yeah, so Highbottom is like it's funny because throughout the movie you're like, "Damn, this guy's being such a dick." <laughs> yeah. But then at the end it's but like, so "Oh. Hot. Oh, he's being a dick because he d- wishes the games had never happened and he's like drinking his like his guilt away and he mm-hmm. hates Corne- Corio Coriolanus because he thinks that like, he, he just hated his dad for actually implementing the games. And I thought that this character was so interesting because, first of all, I love Peter Dinklage. Um, and also because he... This character just, like, technically does have the power to stop the games. Or at least make a difference. It's, again, like it's it's like... It's like Snow's classmate where, like, he has the power to, it's like, famous. actually do something. But he doesn't. He just, like, drinks and passes out. And doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like a lot of the characters in this movie, I feel like, are good illustrations of like what happens when you just like you're like, oh, huh, I wish we didn't do this. But then you don't actually do anything like you don't actually get out and vote. You don't go to protest. You don't like do anything. It's a
0: good uh, example of like privilege and like yeah, what kind of passiveness can do. Well, it's like, well, I'm not going to do anything about it because it's not happening right. to me. But I'll just be sad um,
1: about it. Yeah.
0: And there, there are a lot of pretty clear like comparisons to stuff happening in the political sphere today. Yeah, for sure. um, yeah,
1: which I, like I feel like is why Suzanne Collins wrote this prequel was like, hey, I didn't include much incel shit in the in the Hunger Games. I'd like to.
0: But we're going hard with yeah, it.
1: Yeah, I love Suzanne Collins.
0: Yeah, she's pretty. great. I, I I think I am gonna listen to the audiobooks. Um, but yeah, no. So that's pretty much yeah. So then uh, Snow um poisons uh peter dinklage yep um and it basically kind of like you know he's he's in um you know full snow gear he's all suited up Mm -hmm. um ready to take on the world pretty much and that's how the movie ends yeah and uh yeah so basically what did uh uh, what did you think of this movie how how did how did you feel how did it compare to the other films are you excited to read the book tell me just your general
1: thoughts um the only reason why I didn't read this book before we saw it was because this semester has been crazy and I can't, I just can't read while the semester is happening while I'm in school. Um, I just can't read. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I definitely want to read it, at least listen to the audiobook. Um, but I really love this movie. Most of the time when we see long movies, even if they're good long movies, I just get antsy because of my ADHD. And I am usually like, it's tough to get me to sit down for a two and a half hour movie. But for this, I was glued to the screen. I really didn't, I felt like the pacing was really good. I felt like I was really into it. I didn't feel like there were any parts that were like a lull for me. Because usually with a long movie, like you'll get at least one part where you're like, all right, like when's the the next thing happening? But I didn't feel that with this one. And I felt like it stacked up really well with the other Hunger Games movies. I feel like the world building was really good, which I'm going to attribute all of that to Suzanne Collins. Um, I obviously don't know the differences between this and the book, but she's a great author and she's really great at world building. And I think that um, watching this really filled in why President Snow later just fucking hates Katniss. Because mm-hmm. like a core tenet of the Hunger Games trilogy is that fucking President Snow hates her. And it makes so much sense because there's so many things about <coughs> Lucy Gray that he just must see in Katniss. Like, the showmanship stuff. The way that she she walks up to the stage after volunteering as tribute for her sister. And she's just, like, not afraid of shit. And Lucy Gray wasn't afraid of shit. And I feel like it's like this like long buried when he looked at when he looks at Katniss 60 years after being with Lucy Gray it's like that old wound just opens up for him Mm -hmm. and like I just think that that is really well done um and also makes him it makes him an even worse character than I thought he was in the Hunger Games like it makes me hate him even more yeah and I already hated him a lot Cause he's a piece of shit mm-hmm. but like this proves that he's even more of a piece of shit because he had so many opportunities in like through the events of this to realize that like no the hunger games is bad like he had so many he had the personal connection to lucy gray he had all of these experiences that you you would think would point him in the direction of like we need to stop this but instead he builds his whole career on it and yeah. i think that that's just crazy yeah what I- did you think
0: um oh you know i really enjoyed the movie Uh, i think i definitely want to rewatch it i enjoyed it way more than i thought i would um just to kind of touch upon what you were saying about president snow in general um i feel like they did a really good job in this movie with his character in that like he he's a bad person who wants to do good things but at the end of the day he's like Pulled towards the dark side yeah like i saw a lot of like we talk a lot of times it's about big um, anakin big anakin vibes of her. and i'm a big fan of a character like that who it's like what, what happens when when somebody is like like trying to go against their dark nature because at the end of the day like what he wants is that he craves power and he craves control over people yeah you know and you see that in the, the movie like in you know when there's a little scene where he has to rescue Ser Janus like from the arena because mm-hmm. his, his dumbass like went to the arena or whatever yeah. um, during the Hunger Games and you know like he he snaps and kills one of the tributes when he doesn't have to yep. like he already like subdued them knocked them out of the way but he went back and like bludgeoned him to death yep you know and then at the end of the movie as soon as like he has like a little bit of doubt. About Lucy Gray's intentions. Like, he starts, you know, talking shit like, oh, I did for you. yeah Like, everything I did. And, you know, that... And he
1: grabs the gun. Like, he's immediately, like, I'm going to kill her ass. If she doesn't want to be with me, I'm going to kill her.
0: Yeah, you know, because that's just, like, that's who he is, you know? And throughout this movie, like, you know, you see him try to do right by, like, you know, his family, take care of his grandmother and his cousin, you know, trying to, like, do the right thing. He's... That's just not in his nature. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. And as far as, like, the movie goes, um... I, my favorite thing about this movie, personally, to me, is, um, which is also the most interesting thing about, really, this franchise and the concept to me, is just, I really loved how they executed, like, the the actual Hunger Games themselves in this movie. Yeah. And how brutal it felt, and just how, like, you know, it it gave me the same feeling that Battle Royale gave me, as far as, like, Battle Royale people don't know it was a 2000 uh, that came out in the year 2000 it's a Japanese film with a very similar premise to the Hunger Games as far as like you know a bunch of kids are thrown onto an island and you know they have to kill each other till one is left um, that's like a, an R-rated like very violent kind of movie and I feel like um, this movie captured like just how you know how like truly like how much these kids are victims mm-hmm. you know in a way that I think the the first movie didn't for me. Yeah. It's like, it didn't focus enough on just how innocent and how like, you know, like these kids are just victims of this terrible political, you know, system. Um, And yeah, no, it's just, uh, and just how dirty it all was. Yeah. Um, And there were just some great moments too. Like this, this one tribute, I forget what district he's from is, I think his name is Reaper in the movie. They call him Reaper. Um, You know, like he, you know, he finds like, you know, uh uh his tribute I I think the tuberculosis girl Yeah um that he into so game he with finds her dead and then he brings all of the dead tributes to, to the, the center to the center of the ring and then goes and grabs like the giant flag off the wall and like covers them up and like you know he does this kind of like you know uh I forget exactly what he says but it's a real gladiator are you entertained moment kind right, of Right it's like a what now Yeah just like what you know at the camera Yeah. and it was just a really powerful moment to me um but yeah, no, overall, like I just I really dug the journey of the characters. I like how complicated the story was in yeah. terms of, you know, the twists and turns. I thought that um, Tom Blythe, who plays Snow, was great. I thought Rachel Zegler, who played Lucy Gray in this movie, was also great. Um, her accent at first kind of got to me, yeah, <laughs> a little bit weird because in the trailers they don't really show any of it. But she's got this real, <laughs> you know, exaggerated Southern accent throughout the movie. You yeah, know. I'm gonna win Hunger Games, sugar. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Kind of thing, but uh, we we got we both got used to it pretty quick. Yeah. Um, but no, I thought her character was really cool, and I would love like, like, I like how I didn't even think about it till after the movie until I started watching stuff. But like the idea of like she was also manipulating him the whole time. Yeah. You know, in the same way, it's like you know she you know she's not dumb and since like she's working him to get an angle on it too. You know. Well,
1: right, because she wants to live. Yeah. It's just different. Mm-mm. Like, it, it, like technically, you can call it manipulation, but how much of it is manipulation if you're basically uh, caged? Mm-hmm. Like Exactly. Like, if you're... Like, it, she's literally in the, like, human zoo and is, like, wanting him to bring her water and stuff. Like, yeah, I guess you could call that manipulation. Yeah. But, like, it's out of so much necessity that I don't think it's the same as with the way he uses her. Because oh. he fully uses her.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Just he takes full advantage of the power dynamic it almost reminded me of what you're talking about it almost kind of makes me think of um uh ex machina the robot I yeah forget, i forget the, ava like her trying to like work worked on uh domino gleason and like get get her out of there right um but yeah, no, i really enjoy this one um it's personally to me it's my second favorite like a thing about the rankings of the movies mm-hmm. catching fire is number one for me as far as like a movie's just so good yeah um But yeah, this is definitely a a close number two, uh, for sure.
1: I, there, there are a couple of like standout moments in this for me. I just wanted to uh, mention that toward the end when Coriolanus has like taken the position of going to the, you know, the further education, like to basically be a political, um, figure, uh, the whole time, throughout the whole movie, his cousin, Tigress, is, like, cheering him on, and she's basically telling him, like, hey, like, this is the right thing, like, you need to do this, because this is the right thing to do, or, like, and he come he goes to her for, um, basically moral advice, like, should I do this, should I not, and, like, she is very much on the side of, like, be nice to Lucy Gray, like, what if they put you in the ring like how would you feel and like she's mm-hmm. very she's very much coming from a place of empathy and then at the very end when he's like all dressed ready for school like for his you know his like bloodshed school yeah. um sure. he asks her how he, how he looks and she says just like your father and that like whew, yeah that line like really got me because i was like holy shit because Earlier in the movie, like, they talk a little bit about his father and how his father is, like, a general or something, like, Mm -hmm. in the war. Like, he's a piece of shit. Like, his dad was absolutely a piece of shit. And Tigress basically says earlier, like, you don't want to be like him. You want to be different than him. And then all she can say to him is, like, you look just like him. Yeah. And that's just, like, fucking tragic. Absolutely. Because in the beginning, she's like, oh, you're going to do such great things. Like, this is what you should do. Like, you know... And is really on his side, but, like, it's just so, like, that line is just so sad because she can just see what he's becoming and, like, how the Hunger Games has, like, participating as a mentor has fucking warped his goddamn brain. Mm-hmm. And that is just, like, so tragic. Also, like, when he does turn against Lucy Gray, it's literally because she gets nervous because he admits how many people he's killed. Mm-hmm. And she's getting nervous because she's like, this is not the person I thought he was. Mm -hmm. And it's like throughout the whole movie, I feel like up until the third act, he's really dancing around who he is and not just like accepting who he is because who he is is a piece of shit. And then in that third act, he admits it Mm -hmm. and he's like, oh, yeah, I am a piece of shit. And that's when she gets (coughs) nervous. And that's when it just all kind of blows up. Mm hmm. I also like that we don't necessarily know what happens to her.
0: Yeah, there are a lot of theories online that I've seen. Like there's we don't
1: we know that she doesn't we know that he doesn't kill her.
0: Mm-hmm. But we don't
1: know what happens to her.
0: Yeah, there's um I
1: th- hope she gets away.
0: There is a fan theory. I I kind of want I need to rewatch the scene. I saw a TikTok that was like so in the first Hunger Games movie there's an old woman who gives Katniss, like, the pin. Like, yeah. the little mockingjay yeah. pin. There's a fan theory that that old woman is Lucy Gray. That'd be cool. Like, she went on to hiding, changed her identity and yeah. stuff. Like, yeah, that'd be sick. That. Um,
1: I just hope she got away.
0: Yeah. Survived. Yeah. Went out. Maybe she left Panem. Um, I feel like they don't really show you a whole lot of... Uh, there's a lot of interesting lore in this universe, and I, I wonder... Yeah. Like, if there's any content that ever talks about, like, what the world is like outside of Pan Am, which it, it's supposed to be, like, yeah, North America, Section, section um, Yeah. Oh,
1: I did want to ask you, do you think that um, the explosion in the arena was actually Rebels?
0: Because uh, I, I don't. When I watched the movie, I definitely thought it was. I didn't um, think it was. Yeah, but actually, well, afterwards, when they said, like, oh, it's the Rebels, I'm like, oh, of course, but... but I guess when it first happened, I think, oh, did Viola Davis, like, set this up as far as, like, you know, trying to just in- increase the spectacle, you know? Yeah. It's it's probably not the rebels. You know.
1: I think it was definitely to add to, like, the political spectacle of, like, oh, look at these savages. Look at these savage rebels. Look at how these savage rebels, like, hurt us because, like, the capital makes all of its like keeps all of its power by being like look at these rebels look at how bad they are Mm -hmm. uh kind of like what the u.s does all the time (laughs) um but they by saying it was the rebels like it just adds to the like oh well see we do need the hunger games because the rebels need to be put down um and like with all wars children are the are the uh victims of war which is like basically the hunger games like the the whole allegory is that children are the are -hmm. always the the um victims yeah but um
0: i also sorry go ahead
1: i just didn't think i think it's pretty it was clear to me that it wasn't the rebels because it was so convenient how the the um the arena broke in a way that like made the arena more interesting like yeah. the tunnels were exposed
0: yeah no like it- like it's not
1: like it 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 made it so they can't use the arena
0: mm-hmm. you know
1: like it was just kind of convenient where the holes were from the explosion
0: yeah it made yeah it made the arenas like a wider landscape even just like them being able to j- like jump on some of the rocks and shit on right. the arena um yeah the environment was really cool for it too yeah hundred percent just it being earlier and the tunnels are really creepy there was some definite like horror movie vibes down there yeah when they got when they got below um but yeah, i just wanted to say it made me think of uh another line i really liked in this movie at the end was when you know snow said to viola davis that like you know the, the world is an arena like <laughs> know, as far as like like the Hunger games doesn't just end you know at it it's like you know every day you're trying to you know get ahead of the next person and like figure out who you can screw over to get your at least that's how we've used the world right. you know and it's just really interesting and like, you know, they talk about it in like the later movies and something, uh, what is it? I think it's in the first Hunger Games where Snow talks about how the purpose of the Hunger Games is that, you know, in order to snuff out rebellion or like to be able to like keep people under subjugation is you have to give them hope and then take it away. Right. And that's what the Hunger Games is. Like it's an artificial way to make people believe in something and to give people like a symbol of like you know feeling like they can do something and then just taking it away and every year doing that and repeating that cycle is what keeps people you know underneath and it's just a really you know disgusting but really powerful kind of like like tool in the universe you know Um, which is
1: what we see him come up with in this movie yeah
0: like you see the seeds of that yeah um i wanted to ask about um were there any particular performances or characters in this movie that were big standards to you? People that like you really liked, or like actors you yes. want to see in, uh, you know, or characters you want to know more about, or actors you want to see in more things?
1: Yeah, um, I thought that Rachel Zegler was great as Lucy Gray. Like you did mention that accent, it did throw me off a little at first, but I think it was it was good overall. I think her performance was really good. Um, Viola Davis always incredible in everything, but. I really liked her character because her character was crazy mm-hmm. i love her um but she was just like a crazy doctor lady uh and she was really cool but um i really liked hunter Shafer Shafer is that her last name mm-hmm. um she's really cool
0: from euphoria yeah
1: from euphoria and this is the only i think this is the only thing i've seen her in besides euphoria
0: yeah there was um oh um, there's been a no, it's not a rumor but a, a lot of um fans the s- slight said they announced that they're doing a legend of zelda movie tv show really like, oh yeah no, I thought we t- Yeah, they're doing a live action zelda movie it's a movie i remember now oh that's um, cool and they have a director attached and everything it's um it's West- is hunter
1: schaefer zelda
0: People want her to be Zelda. She'd
1: be such a good Zelda. Yeah, no,
0: she, yeah, she'd be fucking great. Um, but I, I, saw a TikTok where like one of the interviewers asked him like, "Have you heard that the fans want you to play Zelda?" And she's you like, could, "Oh, I would love that. I don't know that if that would I be could. such
1: a crazy role."
0: Yeah, no, that'd be sick. But um. It's gonna be directed by Wes Ball, who directed the Maze Runner movies.
1: Oh, cool! Uh,
0: another behind the scenes. Which, uh, when I heard that, I'm like, I think that that's a great fucking choice. Yeah. Like that first Maze Runner movie, I can totally imagine, like, you, like you know, the way everything like kind of look old and ancient, you know. Yeah. Um, Dylan O'Brien is Link. I don't know. Oh no. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but no, all that we know is is all we know is the director. Okay. Um, but uh, and we know you have a timeline. Like, it's just basically they're in pre-production.
1: Oh, um. if she was Zelda, that'd be so cool. But I, I really loved her as Tigress. Tigress. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, I really, I thought that her performance was really good. I love how, um, her voice. She's so soft-spoken, and I think that that like lends itself really well to this role, because she was just like supporting her cousin, and like, I just really. I, I just really loved her in this universe. She reminds me also... A, she had a little bit of an Effie presence. Yeah. Of, like, the way Effie is just, like... I don't know. Just the vibe. Yeah. You know?
0: Just every vibe. She, well, she is... In this movie, she's, like, a fashion designer. Right. And then and t- the character of Tigress appears in, I think, the first Hunger Games movie. As, like, a...
1: I don't remember. She's like a, yeah, it's but she... has been a long time. Well,
0: she's, like, in the fashion world. Katniss talks to her for a minute. And... One second, and I've seen a lot of that on TikTok too. Tigress, Hunger Games, Katniss talks to her for a minute. She's like, "Why do you look like that?" And her, remember her? Oh. Um, and you know, she she basically is like, "Like, yeah, he turned me into this when President Snow said that I wasn't pretty enough, or something, something along those lines." Um, but yeah, her character is in the. Uh, that's crazy. Original Hunger Games, yeah.
1: But yeah, um. Gotta
0: rewatch it now. Connections.
1: I really loved her in that role. Um, I would love to see her in more things, especially as a lead in, like, oh, her as Zelda would be perfect. <laughs> she looks just like her. Yeah. Like, she could play Zelda so good.
0: Just a skinny elf yeah. woman. Yeah.
1: Well, she's beautiful. Like, yeah, it, no. w- it, yeah. Like, she w- she could play Zelda really well.
0: Yeah, she would nail the role. Oh. Um, um. Especially
1: because I picture Zelda as being, like, that kind of soft-spoken, but powerful. hmm And, like, Hunter Schafer has that energy.
0: Yeah. She could really kill it. Um.
1: Well. But yeah, I really loved her. Really loved um, Viola Davis always. I, th- I oh, I also really liked uh, Lucky Flickerman, yeah. who's, who's Caesar Flickerman's like grandpa. Yeah. Um, I loved that character because you could see where Caesar Flickerman gets it from.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jason Schwartzman was really funny in that role too. Yeah. and they they do look a lot, look and sound a lot alike. Yeah. So you really nailed it. I love the little like moments in there where he kind of like. Like he added some really good levity during the Hunger Games scenes because you know th- this movie gets dark.
1: Yeah, it does.
0: And heavy, and he comes in at the first moment. Like you know he'll like he'll say like, oh, we need to implement this next year. Yeah. <laughs> you know.
1: He's like, oh shit, my dinner reservation.
0: Yeah, um, he was really funny for sure. I'm trying to think other characters. Yeah. Um, no, I mean I was impressed with every- anybody. I think uh, Tom Blythe as Snow. Um, yeah, he was good. <laughs> yeah, he was evil, but. Uh, I enjoyed his performance. I, I just
1: didn't... I liked his performance, but I liked the supporting actor's support, um, performances better, I think. Mm-hmm. I think that's just because his character... Like, he did fine, but he, this character... This role is just not stand out for me. Mm-hmm. You know?
0: Yeah. Do you mean... When you say this role, do you mean like the way the character was written or just his performance? Do you think... What I'm trying to say... Is- I
1: don't think anyone could like get an Oscar for being him.
0: Yeah, I get what you're Do you saying. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I just
1: don't think it's a role that, like, needs it.
0: I got you. Yeah. I also,
1: in general, just, like, it, this movie was not just about Snow. It was, like, the things that built up around him, mm-hmm. which is why I liked all the supporting characters so much. Because it's not, like, I already know him from The Hunger Games. You know what I mean? Like, I know him already.
0: Yeah, that's true. So it
1: was more about the environment he used to be in for me than it is about him.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, as far as the characters, I think a lot of the tributes I was a big fan of. Yeah, uh, like for exa- they sold it for me. I gotta find the name of the woman. One second, chess up. The name of the girl who was the leader of the pack was it wovi Sophia Sanchez, young tribute.
1: No, wovi was the kid, right? Yes. Was the youngest tribute? Yes, she.
0: It was so sad. I know with her. she was so little. Yeah. Um. But who's the Girl who was the leader of the pack. Doesn't that's not a
1: great question.
0: Have her here. Oh, there's so many. Oh wait, uh the trees from the tenth Hunger Games. Who formed the pack? Cor- Coral. 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 Yeah, this girl was scary. She
1: was terrifying. I really her.
0: But at the end, like when when she passed, like her saying, like you know, when she wanted to win because she's like, I didn't like. She's like, I can't lose because all of the, like I, all killing all of them couldn't have meant nothing or something along those lines. Right was like really sad um yeah same thing uh reaper i really liked in the games like the little moments reaper little moments they had too because you know there were like a lot of little moments before before the games even started like when the other mentors were like at the cage and like what is it that girl was like playing with like giving one of her tribute the the food or whatever um, like a dog or something
1: one of snow's classmates yeah who was being a huge fucking bitch was like pretending to give her mentee some water mm-hmm. or food and like kept like pulling it away from them before they could grab it mm-hmm. and was just being rude as fuck and then got killed for it so that was fine yeah did she die from that
0: the the mentor did yeah well yeah. oh, they both did actually because she she like stabbed her like cut her throat i think yeah and then the peacekeepers uh shot the tribute yeah afterwards yeah a lot of the tributes were dead before the games even started and right like, which
1: again like they later on they protect them
0: hmm they make, sure they, get they make a,
1: sure they get to the games they got because f- it's part of the spectacle.
0: That they got a full they got a full stock. Um, next I wanted to ask uh you have any negatives for the movie? Anything that like th- th- takes away. I kind of got one, I don't even want to call it a complaint, but something I've seen a lot of people talk about and I I kind of agree, but like are, any negatives?
1: I don't think about the movie itself. Just more about like the rating system for what you- movies, mm-hmm. cause like I feel like what was this PG thirteen probably? Yeah, yeah. Um, An
0: R rated Hunger Games would be sick, but it's well, called, it's called Battle Royale.
1: It, right. Well, here's the thing with that though is like there was like a little little kid in the seat in front of us. Oh yeah. And like I just feel like I don't know. I feel weird about the way we rate movies in general, and I don't know what the solution is. Because mm-hmm. I'm like I'm not in a position to you know figure that out, but like so I don't you, know it just feels weird.
0: You think it was too violent for younger audiences? I
1: mean I feel like that if I had seen that at that kid's that kid was like seven.
0: Yeah, there were a lot of little. I feel kids like that theater. kid.
1: I feel like if I had seen it at that kid's age, I, it would give me a lot of nightmares. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was thinking about that a little bit during yeah. the movie. I guess.
0: I wonder if it has a, a higher rating in like other countries because a big element of it too is that like um, like we in at least with like the American rating system yeah. in terms of like how we and when we say rating we're talking about like the you know rated G PG thirteen yeah. like the audience thing um, American the MPAA cares way more about like sexual content and like than
1: violence. content yeah. Of, yeah of
0: explicit nature rather than violence and I know at least in um, In Australia, it's a big thing. Um, Games that are, like, rated... They have a different... They call it something else, but, like, rated M games, like, in America, a game is, like, rated for Mature, are just not allowed in Australia. Like, there are no... You can't get Grand Theft Auto in Australia.
1: That's fine. (laughs) I think. I don't think anyone needs Grand Theft Auto.
0: Yeah. Um, That might be
1: a hot take.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, you know, I get what you're saying as far as, like, there needs to be some kind of different thing. Um, so you think this either should have been rated R or they should have cut, cut back on some of the violence? No,
1: I don't want them to cut back on the violence because I want to watch it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I don't think it needs to be rated R either. I feel like there needs to be an in-between mm-hmm. rating or something because, like, I don't think it quite needed a rated R, but it needed a don't bring your seven-year-old.
0: Yeah. It needed a... PG-13 is... Is if you have an adult with you, if you're under thirteen, you can go. There should be just like a no one under thirteen, right? Maybe like that a N- NC thirteen, yeah. Or something like maybe like that. that would be yeah. better
1: instead of having it be like oh, parent discretion, because parents are fucking stupid sometimes. Mm-hmm. I feel like, like, uh, I mean, we we saw Nope in theaters and there were kids in the theater. That's true. Like, I just feel like sometimes parents just like bring their kids to movies when they really shouldn't. When- and I and I say that because like, I mean, when I was little and I saw. When I saw things on TV that I wasn't ready for that were violent, that stuck with me a lot. And I, like, I had crazy nightmares when I was a kid from, like, shit like that. Mm-hmm. Which makes it interesting that it's, like, we we restrict sexual content more because, like, consensual sexual, like, contact on TV, I feel like, didn't stay with me the way that violent contact did.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid... Er- so, when I worked at a movie theater, uh, it was always a big problem when uh, parents would bring their kids, like, horror movies especially. That was a big thing. Like,
1: Then don't do exa- that. Like, Google it.
0: Like, <laughs> I-, I told you, but there were a lot of times where, like, parents would bring their little, little kids to The Conjuring, and they'd have to, like, drag their kids out of the theater, like, crying, you know? Jesus
1: Christ. It's like,
0: why are you doing that? Um, And then, yeah, no, I think when I was a kid, I'm trying to, I don't think I ever told you this story. So... We had the, I need to look it up to show you. So, we had the 1998 Godzilla movie um, on VHS. And it was, the box itself is like a big scary Godzilla eye. Is is what the box is. And I need to show you. I need to show you. Godzilla, one second, VHS box. I need to show you what I'm talking about. That's this (laughs) one right here. this (gasps) This <gasps>
1: that the, is scary. That's that's the
0: cover of the box and that's the back. And did
1: that scare you when you were a kid? Yeah. <laughs>
0: no, let me tell you the whole story though. So for people who don't know, look up the nineteen ninety eight Godzilla uh VHS box. Um the front of it is a big red scary Godzilla eye and the back of it is Godzilla on the box. <laughs> um so um we had it in our big bureau of because like growing up my mom had this big Uh, wardrobe full of vhs's and dvds and it was there in there yeah and i wouldn't look in and i wouldn't go in the room because like the godzilla (laughs) dvd's there so my mom put it in the basement when you entered our basement there was like a little shelf like above like when you first entered the stairs and my mom put it up there and i would see the the side of the box, and it would just say Godzilla in the basement, and it'd be like, nope. And every once in a while, my aunt <laughs> um, would like place would like position it so that the eyeball was <gasps> staring at you, and you were in the That's basement. Cold. So if my mom would ask me, like, "Elsie, can you grab this in the basement, or could you bring this down to the basement?" I'd open the door, and sometimes I'd see the Godzilla, <laughs> and I'd freak <sighs> the fuck
1: out. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah.
1: But oh. yeah, I remember being a little kid and like the cover of a scary movie was enough to just like give yeah. me nightmares.
0: Being scared is stupid shit like that. Similar, this wasn't as scary. The cover to Alien was uh, was also kind of scary. Yeah. Just the it's egg like with the light.
1: backlit, right? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, But uh, I think the movie that I saw when I was a kid that was too much... For me, was the first Alien. Mm-hmm. I saw the first Alien way too young, yeah, and I I begged my mom to watch it. <laughs> like I was like, please, I want. Please, I like, need
1: to be traumatized. It's called
0: Alien. I need to know what's going on. That's and so funny. I just I didn't sleep for the next right. You know, day or whatever, or like um in Independence Day the the uh, Alien reveal the that not the reveal but the the dissection scene. Yes, I skip past. I love that scene. That scene is badass. It, so cool. It's funny how a lot of things that like I was really scared of as a kid as far as like gross like creature scenes in movies. Yeah. Or like Jeff Goldblum's The Fly. Oh, that was one I saw way too early, too. The Fly gave me lots of nightmares. Um Yeah, no. Um one second. What so <laughs> What was um what was a movie that uh you were too young to see that scared you?
1: Well, um my mom always had all of the Saw movies, like, on DVD, mm-hmm. in our, like, in our DVD cabinet thing. Oh, no. And so, the I had a similar thing with, like, the cover. So, on the cover of one of them, I think it's a hand it's with like the a- fingernails. Yes, I and remember. And the fingernails are all fucked up. Are all
0: cracked. Yeah. Shit.
1: So, whenever I saw that one, that, like, freaked me the fuck out. Like, mm-hmm. the cover. Every time I saw the cover, that scared me a lot. Um... I also when whenever we went to like uh, whenever we went to like Walmart or whatever, I would and we would like pass by the uh, whenever we would pass by um, the electronics department. like if my mom was like looking for a movie or something, I used to like go to the horror movie section, just to like scare myself a little uh-huh. just from looking at the at the um, covers. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like movies that I saw too young, I feel like I saw more, like, shows and stuff too young. Mm
0: -hmm. What was the show that you saw too young?
1: I just like crime ones in general. Mm. Like, I saw a lot of crime shows, like, probably too young. Yeah. Because they used to be kind of graphic. I don't know if they still are because we don't watch, like, cable TV.
0: Yeah, we don't watch, like, New Law and Order or whatever.
1: Right, but, like, I feel like the old, like, CSI, when they used to do... I don't know if CSI is still going on, but, like, CSI Miami, CSI New York, all of those were, like really popular and stuff and like those ones were really like some of the scenes were pretty graphic for me i think when i was really little and would scare me a lot but um i can't really think of like a particular movie that i saw too young
0: why do you think that i feel like as little kids at least I remember... I, I would want to watch that shit. Look who I want to know Oh,
1: what? It.
0: It. Oh, yeah. Pennywise. Yeah. Fuck Pennywise. The OG one. Yeah, the, the original The yeah. miniseries from the 90s. Could you call it a miniseries if it's only two episodes? No. Technically, yeah. But the, the It, 90s yeah. It, yeah. Those really were super scary. Yeah. Um, I honestly find, to this day, that version of It more scary than the new It. Yeah. Personally. Um, I think the, the Penny because i feel like new pennywise go ahead i just real
1: i just realized i saw A nightmare on elm street too early ah the original Oh. uh remember the tongue through the phone oh yeah that haunted the shit that out of you me yeah oh, i love also, that also also the part where uh the i think it's the girl sinks into the bed and then the blood goes on the ceiling yes. that had me thinking that my bed was going to open up and that was going to happen to me and
0: your bed was going to eat you and shit. yeah yeah, no, that part was. I was always when I was a kid. What I remember, I, I
1: would sleep on the edge of my bed, so as to not be in the middle. Yeah,
0: I remember the first, the first imagery I remember of Freddy Krueger as a kid, and it always used to. It was actually, it did mess me up a little because it made me not want to take baths for a while. <laughs> so I was like, I'm, I'm a shower boy. Yeah. Now, um, it was just I, I forget if it was from the remake or from the original, but it's the shot of like I think Nancy's taking a bath and. Freddie's hand comes up from under <gasps> yes. the water and like goes down That's at her. That's scary. Yeah, w- why do you think that like as kids were so attracted to, we were like so attracted to horror movies? Like why little kids are interested in like scary, creepy kind of stuff, y- even though it, it scared us so much?
1: Well, I mean, I think it's the same thing as why I like horror movies now, mm-hmm. which is like when I was a kid, I was always like I, I've always been a very anxious person, even when I was a little kid, um, and horror movies give you that scared feeling but mm-hmm. you're in control of it yeah which makes it like it gives you like a weird kind
0: of serotonin like an adrenaline yeah junkie. because yeah. it's like
1: safe because it's like like if i get too scared i can just shut my eyes or i can just turn it off
0: yeah because at the end of the day even though you watch one of those movies like freddy Kruger isn't gonna jump through the screen and get you right but like you know you might right <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, God. We were talking about Hunger Games, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice little tangent. Let's go make some good clips. <laughs> anyway. Um what was I talking about? Uh what were we talking about? Oh, Hunger Games, uh, negatives. We were talking about negatives with the movie with uh
1: Oh yeah, I was just saying about kids being watching yeah, it. Um
0: about it being a bit bonus. I don't
1: know. I felt like the movie itself was really good. I didn't really have like a I didn't really have anything in particular that I didn't like about it. I felt like it was pretty good.
0: Yeah, the um the only thing with it really for me is um even though I-, I loved all three sections of this movie, I remember originally I was looking at some like interview with the director, um and apparently this was planned on just being on being two movies. It'd be a ballad. So of
1: glad sp- they didn't do that. Somewhere
0: to say like part one and two. Yeah, no. Um, I think it works as a long movie, but I definitely get what people are saying in the sense that like. At least this is someone from for me. Um, The last act of this. A lot of people in reviews that I've seen of people that didn't like this movie didn't like the last act at all because they were like, well, now that the Hunger Games are over, what's the point of the rest of the movie?
1: Oh, I liked it.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I liked it, too, and I find it interesting, but I I definitely feel like I I was less on the edge of my seat from when the Hunger Games, because for me personally, the Hunger Games were my favorite part of this movie. As far as, like, how they executed it. And afterwards, I was still interested in what was happening with the characters and all that, but I was definitely less, like, um, emotionally, like, viscerally invested yeah. as I was. And I don't know if necessarily splitting this movie into two would have worked for me. I mean, I guess you could make the first movie be, like, the Hunger Games movie and then have... You would have the part one end with the Hunger Games ending, and then you have a longer journey about Snow becoming who he was, but then that would kind of suck because then you just have well, one movie that has Hunger Games and one movie that doesn't, Right. and my least favorite of the Katniss films are the Mockingjay movies, Yeah. Cause, for me at least because there's no Hunger Games in them. I don't know. I feel like your Hunger Games needs to have Hunger Games. <laughs> um, something cool I wanted to talk to you about before we're getting close to the end here was um, so if they make another Hunger Games film, which this is only one book, but people have talked about what other kind of stories in the world uh, they would like to see like made yeah. from this, do you know about Hamish's Hunger Games? Or anything about the Hunger Games that like that. Not Haym- really in the lore. I don't know. I don't think it's in the books, but I think it's something that's expanded. It
1: might be in the books. I just haven't read them since I was a kid.
0: So apparently, so Haymitch's Hunger Games were the was the fiftieth Hunger Games, and the Quarter Quell was like a, a real thing as far as like every quartered Hunger Games. They did add a spin to it. It wasn't always pre- Yeah. And Haymitch's Hunger Games was the fiftieth, and the spin in that one is that the amount of tributes were doubled. So it was two boys and two girls from every district. So forty-eight tributes in total. So it's one giant, huge Hunger Games. Yeah. And that was and a lot of people the have
1: hungriest said, games. The
0: hungriest game, the starving games. <laughs> um, and a lot of people uh, like that I've seen like on you know on TikTok and like people talking about this movie have said that the next story that they should do like, the next thing we should see is, like, young Haymitch. I would love look. to see
1: young Haymitch, because I love him. Yeah. And he is so traumatized yeah. and such an alcoholic, and I just love him.
0: Yeah. he Yeah, Haymitch is a great character. He's definitely probably one of my favorite characters. In He's the, a
1: great problematic
0: in the protagonist. Universe. Yeah. Seeing his story would be really cool. See young Haymitch. Also, just the idea of, like, big Hunger Games. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's how big... I forget how many kids were in the Battle Royale, but Battle Royale was bigger than 24. I remember exactly how many. Um, but yeah, no. Would you like to see that movie? I
1: would, because I love Haymitch. Yeah.
0: Suzanne Collins has to write the book first. Yeah. Um, I love
1: Suzanne Collins. Yeah.
0: My uh, my last question about this movie is, um, which version of the Hanging Tree song do you prefer?
1: Um, I think Lucy Gray's is sung better. Yeah. I think like she just like Rachel Zegler just sounds better than Jennifer Lawrence because Jennifer Lawrence isn't a singer and you know because mm-hmm. uh, I think it is Jennifer Lawrence singing so in, it in the original yeah. yeah um but I think it's used better in the original trilogy
0: yeah I agree that that version of the song like with the uh, the dam scene yeah yeah true however it's hella hard
1: I do love how we got an origin to the song mm-hmm. and how that it was literally. Like Lucy Gray wrote it about Snow. Mm-hmm. That was
0: great. Yeah.
1: Great but origin.
0: Pretty sick. And another reason why Snow would have been hella mad. Would have been it.
1: hella triggered <laughs> to hear it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: In the OG timeline. Um. Yeah. Cool. 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 Yeah. So that was Ballas. I gave it a. I gave it four out of five stars.
1: I gave it five because it didn't make me. Want to get up and move around during it? Like, exactly. I, just, I wasn't Nancy at all.
0: You stayed still pay to I feel like everyone in the theater, every when during the little gap when we had to move to the other screen, like people were talking about how much they were liking the movie. Yeah. That's th- another interesting thing too is that um, the movie has been so fans have from what I can tell have been really digging it. Yeah. It's got a three point seven on Letterboxd. If I that's correctly. pretty
1: high for Letterboxd. That's pretty high- for like for like a mainstream quote unquote.
0: Yeah, for like a mainstream, not uh art, artsy fartsy movie, right? Um, and I think, but the critics haven't really been liking it, and like a lot of like kind of official like movie critics that I follow and stuff haven't liked it. Well, um, they don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, they but, don't know.
1: They don't know how to just watch a movie and have fun.
0: Yeah. So I don't use Rotten Tomatoes that much, but the, the this is the critic score, sixty four percent. And then the audience score is ninety.
1: All that matters is the audience score.
0: Exactly. It's so like the, your, the the regular folks who are going to see the movie. Um, financially, it's kind of doing average. Like it's 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 tracking. Um, I think they they're predicting that it's gonna break even. It made its budget is a hundred million dollars, and the box office thus far is a uh, hundred and twelve million. So like, yeah, it's not like huge by any means, but not like a total bomb either um it's making money yeah i think i feel like a part of it is i i haven't i think they haven't really marketed it super great yeah like i haven't i don't hear people talk like a lot of people i, I was t- talking to my coworkers after we saw the movie mm-hmm. and a lot of them were like there's a new hunger games out
1: yeah i feel like movies in general haven't been marketed that great lately yeah also i think that um yeah, uh, the turnaround from the book release to this movie was really quick.
0: Yeah, like when did the book come out. Yeah, May nineteenth, twenty twenty. Damn, right. it's that recent. I thought right. it was like.
1: Yeah, no, it's not old.
0: Twenty fifteen or some. No.
1: Shit.
0: Yeah. Virtual launch date. It probably the book probably would have hit harder if COVID hadn't happened too, because it happened like during early COVID.
1: Right. Like I didn't know the movie came out. I mean, the book had come out. <clears throat> on, like I had no idea Suzanne Collins had written a new book until like a year ago.
0: Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. Um. Last thing before uh we tap out uh because I feel like we talked all- enough about the movie. Um, we, we were talking about the live action Liz- Legend of Zelda. So Hunter Schafer as Zelda. Yeah. Who should play Link? I
1: honestly, don't think it matters.
0: It should be Ethan from Euphoria. I think
1: it could be. A new unknown, to be honest. That'd be cool. Because I don't think that... This is a hot take. But I don't think that who Link is actually matters. No.
0: He ain't going to talk the whole time. Anyway. So Right. Yeah. I think all
1: that matters is Zelda.
0: Yeah. Facts. And Ganon. And Ganon. Yeah.
1: <gasps> who, who'd be a good, like, hot Ganon?
0: <laughs> Who's a hot, beefy boy? That's what you need. Who's a... Yo! You know who'd be good? Who? I two people just went through my head. Who? Javier Bardem, who like I'll show you his picture in a second. But another one, Jason Momoa. <gasps> Ooh. Question mark as evil. That'd be cool. Um, yeah, I, I as far as who who's plays like I've heard Tom Holland's name thrown around a little Ugh. bit, which they just put that boy in everything.
1: I know. He doesn't have the vibe.
0: No. Nah. Um You know what actually is kind of likely? So, yeah, that's Javier Bardem. (gasps) He could do it.
1: Yeah, he could.
0: He could be the one. (laughs) Um, But so, knowing that, like, West Ball, who's the guy who made the Maze Runner movies, it actually would make sense if... um, He might be kind of too old now. Thomas Brody. You remember this guy, Newt, from from, uh, from Maze Maze Runner. Newt from Maze Runner. Yeah, it was one somebody that like people have talked about a lot and i can definitely see that
1: i'd kind of like it if uh link was not white
0: hmm. maybe link and zelda be not white they both be like japanese
1: they could be any race
0: mm-hmm. yeah i, I just see. feel
1: i just feel like you can't have the villain be the only person of color
0: that's a good point
1: like you can't have it be white Zelda and white Link against person of color Ganon.
0: That's true. All the fanboys would be mad if if Link wasn't blonde, though. They're gonna
1: be mad no matter the fucking what. You That's know what I mean? Point, like yeah. they're always mad.
0: They're as far as like different versions of Link. Link has always been blonde, but Zelda hasn't. O- Actually,
1: I'm pretty sure Zelda's always been blonde, right?
0: No, there are some interpretations where Zelda has pretty dark brown hair oh. in, in some of the games. I think I'm trying to remember if Link has dark hair. The only.
1: Well, I mean, in the newer ones, he has, like, brownish hair.
0: Yeah. It's, like, dirty blonde. Yeah. One second. What color hair? I guess it's a little bit browner in this game. Yeah, that's another thing people have talked about, too, with that, is, like, what game are they going to adapt? Or, like, how are they going to do it exactly? I, if it were me in charge of that, it might be a hot take. I feel like doing a Breath of the Wild... Making it like an adaptation of Breath of the Wild would be the best. Personally. I
1: was going to say Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. I think Tears of the Kingdom is a cooler story.
0: I think you could save Tears of the Kingdom for the sequel. Yeah. As far as like... The reason why I say Breath of the Wild as like it being the adaptation is because I think that outside of the super long-term fans of the games who have been playing them for years... I think Breath of the Wild brought in a whole bunch of new people. That's true. You know, like, it, it, like a big swath of, like, kind of the modern people who got an, Breath of the Wild being their first, you know, into the world. <laughs> like, it'd be really good. Plus, like, I think that there's a lot of visual iconography that would be really cool to see in a movie. Like, imagine, like... A guardian fight in the movie
1: that's why i think that tears of the kingdom would be so cool like with the dragons and stuff
0: mm-hmm, absolutely there are dragons in breath of the wild yeah too. but they're cooler in tears of the Kingdom. they are cooler you can't interact with them in breath of the wild right you just die right um yeah so i think we're gonna wrap it up here yeah this has been episode seven of midnight movie gang thank y'all for listening um next episode me and joseph have talked a little bit about doing a, a little comparison between the original War of the Worlds, 1953 War of the Worlds, and Independence Day. So, that might be up next on the docket. Um, Courtney's showing me their White Santa mug. It's very cute.
1: Everyone go get your multicultural Santa mugs.
0: Exactly. Do they only have this, like, Black Santa and White Santa? Was there, like, Asian Santa? I don't
1: know if there's, like if there's different skin colors because I I grabbed the last black Santa. All that was left was a bunch of white Santas so I don't know. That makes total sense. (laughs) So I don't know if there were like other skin tones
0: Mm.
1: that just sold out.
0: I want an albino Santa.
1: Isn't that mine?
0: Well no I'm talking about I want his skin to be the same color as his hair.
1: You want ghost Santa? (laughs)
0: Yeah. You want
1: sickly Victorian (laughs) Santa?
0: I want no face Santa. Anyway, uh, yeah, thank y'all for listening and uh, having a nice night. Go
1: get your multicultural Santa mugs.
0: Santa now. Happy Thanksgiving to all. How
1: oh, happy Thanksgiving. So,
0: here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me. Sorry, I don't know. Hello? I've in here. Old, six and six-clock train tonight. No, no, no. No,